welcome to another episode of Stuttering is Cool. I am Danny, your host, coming to you from Toronto in Canada. On this episode, I will be sharing you a few stories, a few funny adventures in stuttering <laughs> that I have experienced in the past week. It's, uh, it's uncanny. Everything happened in the same week. With me trying to order coffee and interacting with baristas, that aren't familiar with what's with what stuttering is <laughs> and then i will be speaking with my friend greg snyder who is a who's a stuttering researcher professor and also someone who stars as well and we'll be talking about a piece of advice that i gave to one of the baristas where he pretty much called me out saying nah not true so we'll be talking about those things uh, but first This episode of Stutter, Stuttering is Cool is brought to you by the Stuttering is Cool book. Subtitled, A Guide to Stuttering in a Fast-Talking World, it combines my comics and my life experiences and my tips in basically stuttering <laughs> in a fast-talking world. Dealing with stuttering and funny looks and building a thick skin and pretty much living the life that you want to live. Stuttering is Cool, A Guide to Stuttering in a Fast-Talking World is available in print exclusively on Etsy. You'll find the details at stutteringiscool.com and it's also available in digital format in the Apple iBook Store as well as Google Play. Again, details at stutteringiscool.com. So last Wednesday, I was waiting for my improv class to begin, maybe about an hour before. I had actually gone to a coffee shop to meet with some friends, some of my fellow improv students. I was the first one to uh, arrive so I ordered my go-to drink which is a matcha green tea latte and despite the fact that I said those three words, actually four words, uh, fluently right now, uh, at the time I was really stuttering hard on them. Uh, words with M's and L's usually get me so I was so there I was, you know, hi, I mean, there he was, hi, may I help you, what, what, what would you like? And I say, um, matcha green tea latte. The guy had no idea what I was talking about, <laughs> which, you know, to his credit, yeah, I mean, it was rather difficult, um, I guess, for him to understand what I was uh, saying since my secondaries were pretty pronounced too. Um, matcha green tea latte, I repeated. He still didn't understand and he chuckled, you know, perhaps nervously. You know, I can detect, you know, the difference between mocking laughing and, you know, he's like, I don't know what's going on. Let me just smile, make sure he knows everything's okay. Um, matcha green tea latte, I repeat once more. Oh, you want a latte? And he said latte and I'm going, hmm, he didn't say matcha green tea latte. So this sort of raised the flag. And I said, but I repeated, yes, um, matcha green tea latte. He begins searching uh, the cash register, you know, the keyboard on the cash register uh, for the button that says latte. Which makes me think, oh, I wonder if he's giving, he's, he's, uh, under, he's misunderstanding my order and I'm going to get the wrong drink. So I repeat again, um, matcha green tea latte, because I didn't want to have to bring back 
a latte to get what I really wanted because it's just going to happen all over again. And it sort of brought flashbacks <laughs> from previous times years ago when I would, okay, well, this is what I end up getting, get, get, getting. And I was too shy, self-conscious to uh, bring the order back. Those days are over and I order exactly what I, what I, what I want. So I say it again, um, matcha green tea latte. Um, you know, I really tried hard to control my stuttering. And, you know, the guy at the cash register asks me, uh, what are you looking for? So at this point, I start thinking maybe I should just avoid substitute stuff like that. But I said, no, I produced a stuttering school podcast. I wrote a book. I'm working on another comic book. I am not going to be a hypocrite. But at this point, I started also to get a bit annoyed that he wasn't getting it. <laughs> you know, yes, I stuttered. Yes, I had secondaries. But you could still hear, like, understand what my order was. I mean, after all, I've ordered matcha green tea lattes before. <laughs> and I stuttered it. So I said, fourth item from the top, as I pointed to the menu board behind him. He turns, he looks, he turns back to the cash register, and he looks for the latte button again. Latte, 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 latte. And this is really making me think, okay, either he doesn't speak English, because I did detect an accent, and maybe this is his first day or something. <laughs> now, this keeps repeating for a while. I'm pointing to the menu, fourth item, matcha green tea latte, in case he really can't understand, and it really is his first day. Probably didn't even have training. Who knows? So I say, a matcha green tea latte. Matcha green tea. So his eyes lit up. No big smile on his face. Oh, you want a masala chai tea? <laughs> okay, at this point, I was about to blow my stack. <laughs> but then I remembered, well, that wouldn't be the Christian thing to do. And really, right, I really don't know, like, where this guy's coming from. You know, was it his first day or brand new on the job? Or maybe he didn't speak English. Who knows? Who knows, right? So instead, okay, in retrospect, yeah, this was not a good thing for me to do. I actually walked behind the counter up to the menu board. Yeah, I walked behind him. And <laughs> up to the menu board, I pointed to the side of the menu where the drink was that I wanted and and I said fourth item from the top see matcha green tea like I was actually pointing to each of the words um, in my mind like yes I was in a mood uh, but I was also I all I always think in terms of cartoons what would be funny you know like it was more comedy I was trying to be jovial but again retrospect not a good idea to do that also because I don't know, maybe I got him into trouble for letting <laughs> a customer go behind uh, where employees were the only ones to go. Okay, well, the story went long enough, but uh, I try to keep cool. And I go back to the front of the cash register where I'm supposed to be. And I say matcha green tea latte and a chocolate croissant. Uh, I was also hungry too. So at this point, I thought, okay, finally I was going to have the order. Like he's going to understand what the order order 
was going to be. Now, I, I was going to make a joke uh, just, you know, so he knew that, you know, it's all good. It's all good. I'm not angry. Um, you know, it's just it's just tea. It's no big deal. And a chocolate, and a chocolate croissant. I was going to make a joke and ask if this was his first day. But my gut feeling made me think, no, maybe I should just drop it. Uh, so finally, he got the idea, matcha green tea latte. I'm not sure how he got it paid for my order and, you know, walked to the other side of the counter to wait for my food. And I was being super nice at this point. I thought, oh, I wonder if my behavior was that bad. In retrospect, yeah. You know, the person preparing the drink, I kind of detected she made herself um, or she want, or she told me on purpose to make sure that I knew that she was making the drink <laughs> and it'll be ready in a few minutes. I said, sure, take your time. And then I know, and that's when I noticed that the cash, the guy at the cash register, you know, in his accent, he had asked uh, the other, you know, his coworkers, where can he find the chocolate croissants? <laughs> to give me so yeah i am really happy that i didn't blow my stack <laughs> and i wanted to share the story uh for a few reasons one you know you know it's not terrible if the person you're giving an order to just doesn't understand what you're trying to say um because they're doing their best i mean i've worked in corporate communications for years and employee communications and there's a lot of training that goes on in how to uh, give service and all that. Now I don't now I don't know about coffee shops, but this was all going in my head, thinking you know I've always wondered, you no, know, do they, are they trained about when uh, you know dealing with people that they can't understand, whether it's a stutter or it's an accent um, or or anything else. So I shared this story on the stutter on the stuttering school Facebook page, and I am planning on writing a blog post about this for stutteringschool.com. So I'll read to you the comments that I got because this actually got a lot of response. I had uh, 64, 65, 67 people <laughs> liked it, and um, I think it got shared a few times, which is pretty high for my uh, page. And aside from the international you know, stirring awareness, the sorry, the stirring awareness ads, the comic ads I created were, I reached 70,000 people. Woo. So one person wrote, well done. Actually, pretty funny. I try very hard to remember to keep my sense of humor about stuttering and everything else. So what would you have done 10 years ago if this happened? Which was a good question because I replied, I would have turned really red, accepted the, the latte and regretted the whole thing for a long time. For the record, I kept a smile through the whole thing as I just didn't see a need to get angry over something trivial like coffee, or in this case, tea and uh, a chocolate croissant. <laughs> but that is true. Uh, as I've mentioned earlier, things would have been a lot different, and also I would have probably blown my stack too. Uh, someone else wrote, um, what the heck is a matcha green tea latte? It sounds healthy. And I wrote, yep, too healthy. Matcha green tea, it's actually a green tea that's made from... Um, the actual tea leaf, it's powdered. It's grounded into a powder, and uh, it's really healthy, really uh, delicious. I also put a lot of honey in it. <laughs> I've got a sweet tooth. 
Someone else said, looks lovely, impressed you, kept cool. And I said, me too. My old self would have blown my stack, only later to feel bad about it, which I've already said. Someone else said, good job of not getting visibly frustrated. And I said, thanks. Took some restraint, but in the end, it's just coffee or tea. No, we're lucky to be living in a country where food is overabundant. Um, and then someone else wrote, ordering food is rough. Keep on keeping on, brother. <laughs> and another one, I've been through similar trials. Just getting a caffeine fix, but still worth it. You know what? Totally worth it. The matcha green tea tasted a little bit better. A little bit better after all this. <laughs> someone wrote, distracted listeners, enjoy your coffee. And then someone else, keep at it, brother. I would have probably lost my cool with the dude. Good job for keeping calm. Keep calm and stutter on. That's what I did. <laughs> now, uh, story number two happened a few days after. This time I ordered a hot ch, ch, ch. And the barista, really cute, perky and smiling, said, I know you can do it. Come on. And I wasn't really happy about that. But I still kept cool. Chocolate. I have, I have, I have, I have a speech impediment. Yes, I did switch words, so I do confess. Um, I also only had two hours sleep, so I was not in the mood, had no energy, which is why I was ordering uh, the chocolate drink, because I needed that uh, sugar. And I was actually on my way to the CSA board meeting to uh, discuss the upcoming conference, CSA conference which is happening on the 24th, detailstutter.ca slash conference. It's happening in Toronto. Anyway, so I tell her that I have a speech impediment. I explain it to her, and then she replies, still perky and smiling, No, you don't. You just haven't had any sleep. I stutter when I haven't slept. So I'm thinking, okay, this is the old, yeah, everybody stutters a bit. They stumbles their words once in a while. I reply, you are, you are right. I haven't slept last night, but I really do have a stutter. When I don't sleep, my stuttering is out of control. That's me telling you right now, not the barista. So she suddenly is a bit embarrassed, which is the expected uh, response that I get every time that I do explain why I'm speaking funny. And if you know the person I'm speaking to has was laughing a bit, and um, but suddenly a look of sheer horror appears on her face oh no i may have been living all my life and never have been diagnosed with st with st stuttering now she didn't stutter when she said that <laughs> i'm just reading because when i'm sleepy i stutter now meanwhile there is a long lineup behind me. <laughs> so for once, it's the fluenter that's causing the delay, not me. So I'm a bit concerned about this, that we're just having a conversation and everyone else is behind us, <laughs> behind me, getting getting a bit antsy. But I'm still, you know, not annoyed, but I'm still irritated because I haven't slept the night before and I'm really trying hard to control my speech. So I ask her, well, do you stutter during the day? So she replies, no. And I ask again, or, or then I asked, do you stutter when you've had sleep? She goes, no. And I said, then you don't stutter. <laughs> so she starts smiling again. And she goes, oh, okay. Can I have your name, please? Yeah, I hate this part. Here we go again. And I really can't say my name. I really block hard. And 
but she has this inquisitive look on her face as if we didn't even have this conversation. <laughs> like we didn't have had the conversation that we just had. So I'm really exaggerating my secondary to get the point across that I am stuttering. Finally, Dan. Then explained, stutterers usually have trouble saying their names. Oh, okay. So yeah, funny <laughs> and all that. Uh, kind of forgetting in the moments uh, in the pre in the past where I did talk about this on an episode where a friend of mine had said, "Why do you even bother explaining your stuttering?" And I even talked about, "Has that become a crutch for me? Am I really that? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Concerned of what these strangers think of me, which is kind of unnerving." So I fell off the wagon with uh, that one. So something that I need to uh, build practice back. So posted this on Facebook <laughs> again. I got this time uh, 27, 28 uh, likes, one share. So a comment was, oh, no, I may have been living all my life and never have been diagnosed with stuttering. I can imagine her scary face. So I wrote back, ha, ha, ha. She really was shocked. But, you know, it's all good. She just didn't know. And I was happy to give her some dinner time conversation fodder. Happy face. To which that person replied, you are unforgettable for her. I wish someone in the coffee shop asked me about stuttering someday, I hope. Happy face. Someone else wrote, I despise when people say, oh, I stutter sometimes too. That's like telling a leg amputee, oh, I limp sometimes too. Someone else wrote, I hate it when some people tell me, no, you don't have a stutter. You're just nervous. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that so much. And then finally, dude, this sounds like a love connection. Should have asked her to dinner. Actually, a lot of people told me that there were a lot more comments and now they're all gone so i get the feeling people actually erased oh i see facebook is hiding all of the comments recent activity top comments yeah there were a lot of other comments where people were telling me um that i should have asked her for her number <laughs> and then one and it's unfortunate that's gone because it would have been a great segue into the second part of this episode where i'm speaking with my friend greg now, Greg is the one who told me that I was wrong about telling her that she doesn't stutter just because she didn't stutter when she, or she only tends to stutter when she hasn't had sleep. And I was going to read it, and then we were going to go into the interview with Greg. So I guess we'll just have to go straight to the interview with Greg and ask Greg to explain what he said. <laughs> okay, I'm speaking with my friend, Dr. Gregory Snyder, who is a stuttering researcher professor which is something that i've already explained <laughs> in the intro but yeah he's with me over skype all the way from the south of the united states thank you uh, very much and you're welcome yeah, it, it was a hot and sticky day of approximately uh 83 percent humidity here too very sticky up here too i'm glad <laughs> i'm glad everyone's complaining and i'm saying in three weeks we're gonna have snow be quiet. Enjoy this now. <laughs> Enjoy it while you can. I'm like, I want to melt in the sun because when the winter hits, I'm going to be crying it's, every day. It's, it's there. It's there. Well, we don't get snow. So uh, when know, we get the threat you. of snow, they close down the whole town. Yeah, yeah. I'm flying down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So stay here if you want. So I just read for my audience uh, the story about the barista who says, you know, oh my gosh, I haven't been diagnosed with stuttering. I've been living 
all my life not realizing and all that. So um, I found it pretty funny. And then you write, uh, do you have it written up? Um, do you have it in well, front of you? Or? Yeah, I can. But before we get started, why do we just not call them like waitresses? Why do we have to call them peristas? Because uh, it if you might serve... be a, it might be a Starbucks thing, like okay. a branding I mean, thing. I'm just wondering, you know. Yeah. I mean, because they're kind of just regular employees. Call a spade a spade. Title, yeah. I just. I think it's a branding thing. They're not bad thing. people. They're good people. I just don't understand why we have to yeah. use big fancy words. And it could be a subconscious thing, you know, mm. because the voice be plosive for me as a child <laughs> always challenging. So here's society trying to push me in to saying a pre-vocalic B and mm. I'm just saying no, you know, no. I know. Yeah. Waitress that I can do barista. Not until I was like 23. So you're <laughs> avoiding. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, man, no, like no, yeah. you, it's when branding, get... it's when branding becomes common language. Yes. So like, for me to say my barista Kleenex and my polo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so you're a sold out. Me to say, yes. <laughs> hey, they make good coffee. I'm just saying pike roast and we have the northern blend. I'm like, yeah, okay, northern because Canada is known for its coffee, coffee, coffee plants. Coffee but trees. wouldn't you I thought being a, a proud Canadian, you would prefer uh, Tim Hortons. No, no, no. The only reason why Tim Hearns is popular, I'm convinced, is just because it costs a dollar to drink coffee or something. Dollar to it's just cheap coffee. That that that's how it's no frills, frou frou. And I think <laughs> the people that the fans of Tim Hearns, I yeah. think they only like Tim Hearns because it's not, um, yeah, it's just not expensive like you know Starbucks. Like that that they don't get the idea that Starbucks and you know second cup the other places you can get it the way that you want it to be if you want so right. you get so if you want it this temperature right. that temperature but yeah still do you want to pay five bucks for coffee no <laughs> but <laughs> hey i want saying. syrup in there i don't know All why right, we're well, talking I'm, I'm i'm glad that that you're a part of that scene uh i'm, I'm a hipster not, but anyway sorry for uh you can always start this over on your story. <laughs> oh, no. I, I probably like, angered all the Tim Hearns fans. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I won't so, do that anymore. <laughs> so now that I outed that it was a Starbucks employee, um, uh, however, kudos to Starbucks. Um, I've I do feel a genuine interest from their employees <laughs> that mm-hmm. they want to serve their customers. That it's in the culture that you know you're there to serve. I've never had a problem with my really. St- Stuttering. I've never had like someone laugh. Like I do have the nervous smile where they go, "Oh, I'm just you know." Um, right. But I've always wondered if they train them. You know that you're gonna have people with different accents, different you know disabilities, and all that. Um, and I know someone that works at the head office, and I've been meaning to email him to ask him, "Hey, do you guys?" <laughs> do you Actually, guys that? So. I read an article where their CEO, yes, I uh, know perfectly or uh, specifically went to their employees saying yeah. you know these are tough economic times be I extra uh extra caring so yeah. i mean that's actually kind of awesome yeah you know we totally went anyway. off topic for five minutes <laughs> yeah no i'm i'm, I'm sorry i'm, I'm the I worst start uh, over? should i start person. over maybe if you want to start, start over, over I, yeah. I will stay on topic or I should we keep it you know what 
I'm gonna keep it because it's clearly that it's clear that we're friends. So people like this crap, and you can always fast forward, even though I should have told them that like five minutes ago. <laughs> no, but what you do in the beginning, if you just don't want to hear us talk about absolutely useless things, <laughs> skip forward. To if you're a fan of Tim Horns coffee, don't listen to this episode. Oops, too late. I promise I will do better. <laughs> okay, so uh, you wrote. Oh, and by the way, it was on my personal Facebook pay, uh, account that I posted <laughs> the story as well. Uh, and that's where Greg wrote in saying, and everyone else is saying, oh, geez, this and this. And, you know, did you get her number? And she should, you know, get her head examined. I'm like, no, it's all good. She just didn't know. And then you said, hey, Matt, should I imitate your stuttering st- too? You can <laughs> do whatever you want. You can no. do a southern twang. Southern you twang. Can my hey, no, I can't. hey man, I don't think I can do a southern twang. Or do you have hey, it in front of you? You have it? Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Okay, it's, then it's you can do the on uh, the on honors, and I hope there are some some B plosives there for you to. <laughs> well, thank you. As a matter of fact, advantage of. <laughs> hey man, don't be a stutterist. It's entirely possible that she may have a severity such that it only manifests itself under times of malnourishment or sleep depravity. If we buy into a genetic view of stuttering, of which I think we ought, given the, the data, then she may have a genetic subtype with an impacting gen- genetic expression that accounts for this type of p- pattern. A really, really, really mild in quotes stutter i don't know i wasn't even there so that was my first reply and then that's we right there are a few more replies here oh on. that's yeah, yeah we had a quite a back and forth and, and i, I don't said want to read then the i said <laughs> you mean i've told a falsehood and then you said i'm i'm sure i oh yeah uh <laughs> i said i think we I think the way we think about stuttering is probably false. And if we start viewing it from a genetic perspective, it will radically change the way that we ought to be stuttering. Uh, And, you know, really what I'm trying to say is, is that we haven't really grasped the fact that we are finding more and more and more genetic uh, polygenetic mutations that can account for this phenomenon. In English, Uh, please. Well, I mean, look, in 2010, right? Yeah. So it's been over five years. That's right. Uh, they've come up, um, and I was just reviewing this with a, a student of mine today. The mm. In the New England Journal of Medicine, they, they discovered and they published a specific genetic mutation that's not just on one gene, but on three. Oh, wow. That that polygenetic mutation can account for between four and five percent of all people that stutter and i happen to be one of them Mm -hmm. so you know what i think might be helpful is if you tell me what you think the world believes in stuttering and then i'll reflect that back from a genetic view okay uh from what so like what's the cause the cause yeah like do you mean my own opinion or, or or thinking or understanding or from what i've come across in forums and such what people keep saying like what the 
what the people are saying. I would say that you're, you know, probably one of the more educated out there. So, I mean, just mm -hmm. your personal view. My and then if you want to segue okay. into the world views. Okay. My personal view, I've been understanding that it's that there's compelling evidence. And I think it's pretty obvious. Or at least I've always seen it as being, well, yeah, of course, it's a genetic thing, right? Because um, yeah. there are families that, that are in such. Um, and then I also know that Parkinson's, so there's developmental stuttering where you're born with it. That's the genetics thing. And there's yep. acquired stuttering, like from, say, a head, like a head injury. I actually right. know someone that began stuttering due to a head injury. Um, right. You know, Parkinson's. Um, let's see, what else is there? That's all that I know. Like, when I first started podcasting, so back in 2007, when I first started this show, um, mm -hmm. all I kept coming across was stuttering is caused by elevated levels of dopamine in the brain. Right. And then 2010 came, and then came the whole genetic thing. Uh, yep. Then we had that episode, you and I, about that we're the X-Men. <laughs> we talked about mutated. I remember uh, that. Yeah. That one. So, yeah. And then it was just uh, maybe last month. I had even emailed you because you're my go-to <laughs> fact checker. Big mistake. fact yeah. checker. And big mistake because big mistake. every time you, you reply, you say science just doesn't know <laughs> about stuttering it's, uh, it's such a complex thing yeah. um and yeah and then the final thing that i'll say is that stuttering is very complex so complex that i guess from what i understand you know you know a therapy will not work on everybody so i which led me to wonder mm -hmm. um does that mean that the research is so difficult to conduct it's uh, so difficult to conduct controlled environments, you know, did yep. this kid or did this research subject not to dehumanize it um, stutter in this controlled environment because they were stuttering or was it because they were in a controlled environment or because they had something on their mind that day or were they nervous yep. during or, you know, so it's so difficult and it's going to be, you know, who knows how long <laughs> until we get and. And then there are people that believe vitamin B1 is a cure. Yeah, right. Which well, <laughs> resurfaces uh, over and over. What's yeah. hysterical to me, and I'll be honest with you, if you ask any average person, or I would say that, that you're uh, above average, um, in the self-help community, what I asked, you're going to give me a better answer than the garden variety speech path. Wow. Without question. Really? Because you threw out so many keen observations. Um, like you were asking, is it the science really tough to conduct? It's in terribly challenging because it's a variable pathology in which the client has a trace amount of control. Um, so there's that. Mm -hmm. And just in terms of uh, treatment. I was just talking with someone today where a kid was in treatment in a public school and the speech pathologist had trained him to be fluent in her presence, but the mom kept on saying he's still stuttering quite badly. Can you work mm -hmm. with him? Well, at this point, not really because she's, she's only done the kid the, the service or maybe the disservice of teaching to the test. Right, which is, well, he's fluent when he's with me. 
which is useless. In the office, the old. Ex- uh, it's, as exactly. soon as I leave the speech therapy room, I'm You're in gone. the real world. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, um, so that is a massive problem. Mm. And, you know, so I was going to ask you a, a question. Do you think that there is, that stuttering is a singular pathology? What, or, what does singular pathology well, mean? Well, <laughs> I mean, is it one phenomenon it, or is it an ah, umbrella yes. of like... I a, remember you mentioning this before that is the term stuttering too broad because it's blocking different from repetitive like it like it's blocking a completely different thing from the repetitions well or, look like for example we in 2010 they they came out with the uh polygenetic mutations on chromosome 12 right mm-hmm. that alone can account for five percent now there's a lot of other percents out there right you know mm-hmm. so they're working on other mutations to actually single them out. Ah. But my point is this, I think we're going to discover quite a few totally dissimilar genetic mutations. Okay. And all of these dissimilar genetic phenomena are going to result in stuttered speech. Ah. So when we talk about stuttering, we're not talking about one pathology. We're talking about ah. the consequence of a lot of separate pathologies. Okay. And and so when you're saying it's so hard to do research, I think it is. And mm-hmm. and again, I am speculating here beyond what I should. So in oh, 5 really? years you can come back and say, "Hey, you're an idiot." But um I think part of the re- reason why stuttering research is so tough is because we've always assumed that stuttering is a homogeneous homogeneous uh, population or a homogeneous disorder and it it just isn't mm-hmm. you know I mean I, I think we'll find out that it's really just the result of any ah. number of problems so does that mean one of those perhaps like I know this is speculation well, um, one of and that's all be, that we're doing. We're yeah. we're just speculating. Okay, yes, because right. science does doesn't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. And science, and I've learned from you over the years that scientists can be biased too. <laughs> of course we are. <laughs> it's the sport of persuasion. Ah. Science so it's is like marketing. <laughs> it it is. It really is because uh. if you can get the press behind your concepts and it's easier to publish uh, then you can uh, apply for grants with your greater number of publications and then you get paid it it really is it, it's, it's a business science it, is yes business. it is that's very sad it is it's very sad so does that so um so it's very possible for someone to be so mild or have a mild stutterer a stuttering that it only shows up, say, whenever she's been tired, she hasn't been sleeping, or uh, mm-hmm. that. That no, I had mentioned uh, earlier. earlier I would sent you a question. I think it was last month, saying, you know, I just met someone in my in my improv class who who said that he stuttered for like a year <laughs> as a kid, yeah. and and all he did, and the way that he described it, kind of like sound like he figured it out himself <laughs> by yeah. saying. I forget exactly what he said, but he did some techniques, and then he goes, "Yeah, it only shows up every once in a while if I'm, 
I think he said uh, if he either, I don't know, something like uh, if it's a very noisy environment or, if, you know, something like, like that. And I remember yeah. going, that's very curious. So I was thinking in terms, so now I understand, I was thinking in terms of stuttering being, you know, singular rather than, um, it's a yeah. lot more complex than we think. So Well, know. look, I mean, I'll just talk about myself here. With the genetic mutations, which I have, uh, it's considered a lysosomal disorder. And what through the researchers a curveball is it's similar to the same problems that people would have that have mucolipidosis. And if you do a Wikipedia on that, if we could spell the, it, yeah, or if I can <laughs> say it, but the uh, children with that generally don't even survive into a d oh, adulthood. Right. Yeah. Because it's a significant problem. Um, however, you know, the more research that was uncovered, we discovered that it's kind of close, but not exactly. And while kids with mucolipidosis might have only 18% efficiency, people with stuttering can perform at maybe half or 50%. So it's enough to sustain life with no problems but not enough for either certain parts of the brain to work perfectly right or to have certain neural pathways work mm. perfectly right so you know by genetic ex expression that's what i'm talking about a wow. a fluent person those genes might be expressed perfectly at 100% these kids with mucolipidosis their genetic expression might only be like 12. And so, you know, thus it's a fatal childhood disease. Maybe stuttering is somewhere in between. Hmm. And what about this? Why are some stutters more severe than others? Maybe it's just a matter of genetics severity. So, oh, wow. you know, some of us, that are more severe might have a genetic expression around 42%, less severe might be around 53%. And the kids that spontaneously recover, maybe they're still carriers, but at a less uh, severity. So through their development, if their genetic expression for the, whatever it is that we're talking about is like 72%, then it's enough to catch them when they're young, but their brain quickly learns to compensate. Interesting. So, I mean, again, speculating, yeah. no clue if this is actual, legit, right. but it's the way that I'm trying to explain this to myself. So that girl that you met, if you buy into this, maybe it's possible. I don't mm. know. You know, and in my youth, I would have angrily said, you don't stutter because you're not like me, you know, <laughs> and what a egocentric view, um, mm. you know, just because you don't have my severity doesn't mean that it's any easier, uh, if that oh, okay. makes any sense. Yeah. Fascinating. So I should have well, told her, yeah, you should go get speech therapy. So when you, uh, 
you know, or haven't had had any sleep, and uh... <laughs> well, she probably doesn't care. No, <laughs> what you should have said. No, I is... think I just totally uh, spooked her out. Like when, uh, yeah, because you know she had that look on her face. Oh my gosh, what if I have stuttering and I never knew? <laughs> Which I thought was just funny. I'm like, where did this come from? <laughs> well, no, I've actually your... met people that um will have like prolongations and repetitions but they're they're not stressed uh and and you know they're very fluid and then they'll say oh i used to stutter as a a child (laughs) and it's like used to you know and i keep it to myself yeah but you know if, if they think they're fluent that's cool you know very good for them but i i I still think we as the scientific community don't really understand what we're talking about Mm. and i think it's because stuttering isn't the pathology it's the result of it that's one and the other thing is i think we have so many causes of this result of stuttering that we have an entirely heterogeneous group of people and whenever we're doing research it's totally confounding everything because the different stuttering causes will result in uh, different consequences. Mm. So you could have a control group of, say, X number of people that stutter, but each one could be a completely different reason. Why they're stuttering. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, look, uh, I'll tell you, one of the toughest things about doing stuttering research is just finding them. Right, and because we're yeah, supposedly one percent right. of the world, and even that I think is probably a little bit high. So let's say I get oh. twelve, mm-hmm. okay, um, I might get twelve entirely different genetic stuttering uh, substrates, mm-hmm. and so then when my data is a, a bit off, you know. Anyway, my head hurts. Yeah, well, I'm getting feedback, too, so that's not helping me. Feedback? I was going to tell you a stupid uh, stuttering story the other Oh, hey. Please do. And listen, just because you're older and a professional doesn't mean that every so often you'll get this stupid stuttering story. (laughs) So, look, I'm convinced that most successful stutterers kind of go through their angry stuttering phase or like maybe a quasi combative stuttering phase Does i think that... those are the people that leave the nasty comments on my youtube video that i yeah. named uh, is stuttering cool heck heck uh, yeah and despite um interviewing a couple of people at the nsa conference saying yeah these are all the benefits of st- of a stuttering there's a lot of nasty comments and my video surpassed like 35,000 views. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Um, I'm like, hmm. Um, should I take it down or should I keep it? <laughs> 35,000. Always look I on the bright side. All publicity is good publicity, right? Yeah, that's why I started um, putting ads on it to see if I can make some money at least. <laughs> if I'm going to get like hate stuff, like at least, you know. Get like a dollar from it or something from YouTube. That, that, yeah, sure. So sorry, well, sorry. Yeah, angry stutter. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, when you're uh, hyper proactive. Yeah. Um, so I was at 
Oh, hyper proactive. Okay, yeah. Right. You know, where you're uh, very Over proactive zealous. about stuttering and yeah, <laughs> like you're zealous. That's over that's zealous. We're talking about me here. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I'm at the uh, county tax collector office and I have to pay a tax for one of my uh, car license plates. Mm. And the woman asked me something and I answer her and I stutter some. She begins to laugh or do whatever fluence it do. (laughs) And so I just respond with, um, yes, I stutter. So sometimes you have to be patient. And then she starts laughing more and goes, oh, you're good. You're good. And I looked at her. I said, yes, I am. Because what a what an awkward response. You're good. You're good. You're okay. You know, like you're not bothering. Do you see what I'm saying? Her view was, oh, no, I feel comfortable with your awkwardness. So I'm telling you that I'm okay. And, and so sometimes you have to step back and say, you're doing this wrong. <laughs> You know, I'm the the person just going about my world and you're being rude, you you know. So, oh, you're okay. You think she meant well? I am. I think she, oh, yeah. Because I get that a few times where they go, no, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. But, I, I, you know, it it was funny to me. (laughs) After 20 years, Uh, it's like he's in there overzealous stuttering Greg is back, you know, for, yes. for a little bit, you know, <laughs> he, he, he came back. Where was this guy for years? Anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, other than that, I, I live a very bland existence. That's okay. So. It's all good. You're wearing your uh, VeggieTales shirt, so. That's right. Yeah. You know, spicing things up. Father of three. Absolutely. But, um, <laughs> You know, so I don't know if if people are ever going to catch on Mm. to this uh, genetic stuttering view or not. But the more I read about it and the more I think about it, the more I think it changes everything. Because technically, if we buy into this, stuttering isn't even a speech pathology. Because in my case, it's a lysosomal disorder because a couple of genes aren't – they're not – coded right and when you say it's not a speech pathology do you mean uh um it's like there's no need for speech therapy no 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 i'm not saying that at all but i'm saying from a scientific like it's not a speech thing it's a genetics thing like it's not like a mouth thing it's a speech communication disorder it's a but now we're getting into semantics (laughs) no 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 no. i mean as a scientist don't you want to paint the target as most precisely as possible. Uh, And if you say, well, stuttering is a speech pathology, it's really, it isn't. It's mm. a genetic pathology that results in speech consequences. Ah. And so if you get a bigger view of what it is, then I think maybe we can evolve into some actual new and useful treatments. Ah, you know, and like, for example, I've been fascinated with stuttering in people that sign. Yeah. And I've been fascinated with stuttering in penmanship. 
And uh, I first became aware of myself mm-hmm. stuttering I when I write, uh, I think back in 2007. Oh, and wow. now that, uh, you know, I, I teach and I'll write on the board, I'll like stutter all the time in what I'm writing. And it's so cool because I can say, okay, class, did you see what I just did there? And at the beginning of the semester, they're like, no. But at the end, they're like, I totally saw that. Um, so what does it look like? Is it like your arm shaking? Well, <laughs> and the crazy thing, man, is there was a woman, um, interesting st- story. And I think she was Jewish. And I think um, she was in Austria in mm-hmm. uh, pre-World War II. She published a lot about stuttering and penmanship. And then right when the Nazis rose into power, her publications just ended. And I became fascinated with this person. Uh, I think her name is um, Arscra. Shoot, now I'm telling a story and I can't even. You can always email it to me and I'll add it in the show notes. (laughs) No, 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 no. I feel bad because I want to uh, honor her. Ah. But uh, I was absolutely torn. Did her survive? Well, I guess. Well, no, no, no. Um, I was absolutely torn because I have her books right uh-huh. here. Uh, Roman. There you go. Uh, Chiara G. Roman. Um, her publications just abruptly stopped right before World War II, and I was very sad when I was trying to find off as much as I could. But fortunately, she showed up in uh. Brooklyn in all places uh, in the 1950s. So I guess she made it out and continued her c- career. Oh, wow. But she, she, she wrote entire textbooks on stuttering and penmanship. Mm. And these books are awesome because she'll show pictures and she'll like draw arrows like right there you know wow it in it it is absolutely well defined well How tested i mean can you get <laughs> it, but it's the coolest stuff ever wow, man. sounds sounds like it so it's not like when i'm writing and you know i don't like write r r r r or i don't pro <laughs> long and r long enough you, you, you know but what it is is like when I write my name, for example, I have to start and stop and start and stop and start and stop. I what don't do write mean? like G R E G S N Y D E R. You know, I write G R E G S N Y D E R. I have to pick oh. my pen up and down, up and down. And wow, you know, this is the other thing: is that people think that stuttering consists of prolongations, repetitions, and inaudible postural fixations i don't know if i buy that either i think that stuttering results in failure to get your linguistic gesture started and then the body will try to Mm. prime or coax that out with prolonging and repeating and by linguistic gesture you mean all the different body parts made for talking or penmanship or penmanship yeah Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Oh, so, linguistic. for example, ah. would we pr- 
prolongate a P. No, it's not possible. Exactly. So what <laughs> what will we do? We we repeat that. Yeah. Right. So I don't know. I mean, like there's been decades worth of research and, you know, well, he repeated that P five times or, you know, he prolonged that R for 2.39 seconds. I don't know if that is useless or useful at all. I think it might just reflect the last sound that came out or the sound they're trying to coax out. But what I would see in my own penmanship is my inability to get the strokes started. So like on a G, your pen goes up and then kind of over. And what mine would do would either just go up and not curl over or um, something to that effect. Wow. But uh, That's amazing. if you want to, I'm telling you, if you want to have some interesting reads, read this woman, uh, fantastic stuff. Okay, I'll include the uh, links that I can find. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to send me old Roman textbooks and stuff, I love it. As a matter of fact, some of her early publications were in German. So I found a German student at my university that also stutters and said, would you like to translate these? And she said, yeah, sure. So she's trans relating wow. these early articles i mean it, it, it's just awesome i was expecting and, you to say that you're studying german right now so you can read them <laughs> no well and she said actually it was really wow. challenging because these were so old mm. that some of these words they just didn't even use anymore but yeah anyway so my point is this i don't think stuttering is a speech pathology yeah i'm not convinced that it's even one pathology i think it's really just the result of some stuff and I think there's any number of genetic pathologies that result in stuttering, but it's not just stuttering in speech, but it's also stuttering in penmanship, stuttering in signing. Um, I, I talked to a professional musician that says, I stutter when I play the trumpet. I remember you saying, yeah. Um, you know, <clears throat> and so the guy wouldn't play songs with, that were fast or with a lot of double and triple tonguing. Um, and so I thought, wow, he's a covert trumpet stutter. <laughs> um, that's incredible. Wow. And, you know, I'll tell you one last thing and, and I'll stop talking. <laughs> um, I looked back at the ASHA or the um, American Speech Language and Hearing Association. I looked back in all of their publications for the past three years. So from 2012 through 20. 15 and I looked at every single one of their publications on stuttering and at that time I counted uh, 43 how many of those publications do you think even mentioned the concept of genetics with stuttering my guess is all of them one oh one of them did. One. What did the other one Only say? They were saying that stuttering is associated with linguistic problems, 
they were saying stuttering is associated with motor problems. They were saying stuttering is associated with psychological problems. Some just said, we don't have a clue, so we don't really care. And they would just skip it. So these are all different research that, according to their controlled environments, so-called, like in their or their research that, you know, from what we just said and what we talked about that, you know, who knows what can come out of the research because each kid could be different or each research subject could have a different reason for stuttering and their, and their scientists are coming up with these conclusions. Well, I, I think it's even more evil than that if you want to know my true honest opinion. I think the scientists set up their views and are unwilling to even entertain other opinions. Ah, that's so terrible. You know, yeah, it is. But these scientists, I believe, are rejecting the very premise, and in so doing, they're keeping stuttering back uh, simply by not allowing it to progress with modern science. How do these people sleep at night? I don't think they do it on purpose. I mean, I think they're good people. I think they're trying to help, you know. But, I mean, let's be honest. If I go to these ASHA journals and I try to submit or publish an article that says, well, I'm under the assumption now that we got to really look at these things called genes, what chances do you think that that'll uh, have of being accepted for publication? So is a whole genetic research thing um, popular in Facebook conversations in the Stern community because of the m- media that it, that it got? Going back to what you were saying back, like it's a business. <laughs> Science is a well, like, Is it only because of that? I think that we're insulated because the self-help stuttering movement is every bit, if not more advanced and well-read than mainstream speech pathology. Oh, I see. I mean, I'll be honest, you know, if I'm going to give a talk or a presentation at a speech pathology conference, I am not anxious one bit. I can go up there with zero preparation at all and talk just from the hip, and they're going to buy everything I say with no pertinent questions at all and I feel no anxiety no anxiety at all but if I go to like NSA and present there you better believe I come prepared mm. um, just because the average NSA knows much more about stuttering than the average speech pathologist does I see it's kind of sad but it's it's the truth I see Fascinating. But let's end it on a positive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, people. I don't mean to be depressing. I will say this, though. I, I will say this, and, and I'm being uh, 
every bit honest here. Um, at least with the students that I have, somewhere around 2013, um, before then, students tended to naturally gravitate towards the psychological view of, well, deep down, they're anxious. Um, somewhere around 2013 or so, just on their own, students began rejecting that. Wow. And students just on their own accord were gravitating themselves towards the genetic view. Um, so for me, that's actually been really encouraging, oh, um, nice. because before I would really have to push the genes and push and push and push and push. And even still they're like, well, we like you, Dr. Said, but we don't really believe you. Mm. And these days it's the exact opposite where it's like, of course it's genes. And then I have to push and push and push. Well, let me tell you what people thought in the past. Um, so I, I think things are, are changing. And I think actually change is going to come uh, from the outside in. Oh, wow. Very cool. Yeah. Thank you so, for coming on to my show again. <laughs> I uh, hope that it wasn't boring. No, 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 it wasn't. It was, in fact, a lot, a lot of fun. Well, good deal, man. It fun. was fun. Very, very uh, educational. All, all my best from the deep south. And uh, one of these years, I expect to go back to the uh, NSA again. It's going to be in Georgia this upcoming year, so that's not it's too far be off. It's going to the combination uh, NSA-ISA. Which is even better. Yeah, Gra it's that, international. It would be so cool to meet people from all over the world. So Exactly. Yeah. Do you know where that will be? Atlanta. Atlanta. See, so that's only like six hours east. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I, I have... Motorcycle. <laughs> no choice but to come. Yeah. All right. So, okay. so let's Very hope good. that I can go. So <laughs> yeah, maybe we can actually awesome. meet up this time because now I have the a phone that actually we... works. That's right. That's right. Okay. All right, bro. Well, thank you. Thank you again. Very good. Well, I will sign off. Yeah, me too.